And we are back with episode nine of the Wupig Weekly Podcast, your weekly source for all things Arkansas Razorbacks. So here before we dive in, I've got a few announcements to make. We'll now be brought to you by the Variety Sports Network Collegiate. So go give them a follow over on Twitter at VSN Collegiate. So kind of what this means is so Variety Sports Network bought out the Southern Boys Sport Cat. Southern Boys Sports Podcast Network and formed it into their new section, Variety Sports Network Collegiate. So you can find that link in my bio on Twitter, but we'll be now brought to you and sponsored by the Variety Sports Network. So go, like I said, go give them a follow on Twitter and see what they're up, up to and about. They've got a lot of other podcasts going on. Um, and so go, go check them out. So we'll dive in with some Arkansas football news. So we'll first start this out with we need everyone to lift up some prayers for former Arkansas running back fullback Peyton Hillis. As far as I know, he is in ICU care after he saved his kids in a swimming accident in the ocean. Uh, well, I, I guess they were on vacation or something. But um, last I heard, he is in critical condition in the hospital after that incident. So be thinking about him. and uh his family and hope everything works out for him and then we'll break into some news about the transfer portal over this past weekend arkansas received several commitments from players out of the transfer portal we got several players on the defensive side of the ball that is going to be bring much needed help next season and much needed um, experience to our defense it's going to be a young defense that um, we'll need some experienced players on it to go along with this new coaching staff we have. So we'll start off first commit over the weekend. We had Baylor defensive back Orlando Snacks Johnson. He came over from Baylor in the offseason where he was a starter at Baylor and had a pretty decent season. And then we'll move to the offensive side of the ball where we got a commit from former Memphis wide receiver Marlon Crockett. He is a guy that's going to come over and hopefully help replace some of the guys that we lost on in the receiver room, such as Hazelwood and a few other guys that are either transferring out, such as Keetron Jackson, guys like that that you know were a little bit of a surprise that they left, but he'll add some added depth along with the young guys that are currently on the roster, such as Bryce Stevens, Isaiah Centania, and other guys that are going to be coming in with this recruiting class. Our next commit over the weekend was South Florida linebacker Antonio Greer Jr. He is going to be a grad transfer that has played, I believe, five years at the University of South Florida, and he's going to be coming over to help out Arkansas and replace and add depth to our linebacking core. So you may see him starting alongside Chris Paul Jr. next year um, and rotating maybe with Jordan Crook. So and Manny Powell that is came in from Fayetteville that was a freshman this year recovering from a, a knee injury. Staying on the defensive side of the ball, we also picked up a commitment from Baylor safety Al Walcott, another guy that can come in and give us some depth and hopefully help replace some of the loss of guys that are leaving, such as Jalen Cadlon and Miles Slusher and some of those guys back in the secondary that chose to leave and continue their college career somewhere else. 
So at Baylor this past season, he had 82 tackles, 10 tackle for loss, two sacks, and one interception. And then I think another big underrated commit that Arkansas got over the this the, during this week just actually last late last night was former Hillsdale College wide receiver Isaac Tesla. He is a D2 wide receiver that has been making a name for himself at the end of the year and was a highly sought after wide receiver that several people were going after and trying to get to come to play for them. And one of those people that he visited after he visited Arkansas was Coach Prime in Colorado. So he that that's a good sign. I think that you know he decided to choose to come to Arkansas over you know playing for Deion Sanders in Colorado. So I th- I think that's a good win for Arkansas. So we'll keep an eye on things as we continue out through the rest of this portal season and see who else Arkansas picks up. I believe I think we'll. Have, Pick up probably another four or five guys from the transfer portal, and then it'll be moving into... And then as we talk about college football, this past Monday night was the national championship game. We had Georgia versus TCU. Going into this game, I thought this would be a highly competitive game where it would either come down to a close game or it was going to be a complete blowout. And it was that latter of the options there. Georgia ended up winning this game in a mighty fashion, 65-7. to Georgia came out aggressive from the get-go and never let up, and they just proved that their undefeated, undefeated season wasn't a fluke. Um, a lot of people think TCU maybe should have not been in the championship game and it should have been a Georgia-Bama matchup, but we got to live with the decisions of the college playoff committee and move on to next season and see where that heads. Now we'll break over and move into some Arkansas basketball news where our Arkansas women's basketball took on Florida on January 5th and they cruised to a victory of 102-74. to In this game, you had Chrissy Carr, Michaela Daniels, Sailor Parfenbarger, and Samar Spencer all tied for the leading score with 16 points, and Aaron Barnum coming in with 15 points. In this game, Sailor Poffenbarger and Aaron Barnum tied for the team lead in rebounds, followed by Jersey Wolfenbarger with 7 and Samara Spencer with 4. In this game, our the team shot 49.2% from the field, going 32 of 65, shooting 40% from 3-point range, going 12 of 30, and 74.3% from the free throw line going 26 of 35. And then we'll jump over to some Arkansas men's basketball where we took on Auburn at Auburn on January the 7th where Arkansas ended up falling in that game 72 to 59. This was a tough hard-fought game where it's a road game so you know you're not going to get many calls from the referees and that was very evident but also Arkansas didn't help themselves and they had a Terrible shooting night, and we'll get into that in a little bit as we go over some stats. So Anthony Black did lead the team in scoring with 23 points, followed by Ricky Council with 14 points, and Jordan Walsh and Makai Mitchell tied with 6. As you can tell, this is a low-scoring game for Ricky Council, who averages 18.5 points a game. It was just a struggle all night to get anything going for this team. 
But in the second half, Anthony Black came out a little bit more aggressive, kind of how we saw him in Maui, and tried to put the team on his back to get the win, but we just fell short. And I think you can equate some of that to our poor shooting. And like I said, we'll get into that in a minute as we talk about our team's shooting percentage in this game. And then in rebounding, you had Jordan Walsh leading the team with 10, followed by Anthony Black and Makai Mitchell tied for, with 7, and Jalen Graham with 6. So now we'll talk about the shooting percentages. So in this game, our team shot 33.9% from the field going 19 of 56, 12.5% from the three-point range going 2 of 16, and 59.4% from the free throw line going 19 of 32. That's, I think, if you look at our shooting percentages, that's the one you've got to highlight. Off the top of your head, you got to say 59.4% doesn't sound terrible. But when you look at it, Arkansas, a team that is averaging in the 70% range of free throw shooting, you know, that, that was the game right there. Arkansas lost this game by 13 points, whereas they missed, you know, 12 free throws that could have easily had them right there in the game at the end that could have made a difference in how the game ended. But this team is definitely – got to start shooting the ball better and that, that even comes from shooting the deep ball better from three um we shot 12 and a half percent in this game going two of 16 and that's something that we've got to get going that's going to help out our offense i think that'll help once we get nick smith jr back and we'll have an update about that a little bit later on in this episode of the podcast but arkansas just seemed to struggle in all aspects of this game um and it was not a good road game for the Hogs, but they will come back home and hopefully get back on the right track. Then you have Arkansas women's basketball playing Missouri, where they won this game 77-55. to Sailor Poffenbarger led the team in scoring with 24 points, followed by Aaron Barnum with 21 points, and Chrissy Carr with 16. Aaron Barnum led this team in rebounds with 11 followed by Samara Spencer with nine and Sailor Poffenbarger with six. In this game, the team shot 46.8% from the field, going 29 of 32, shot 33.3% from the three-point range, going 8 of 24, and 68.8% from the free-throw line, going 11 of 16. I have to highlight the star of this game has got to be Sailor Poffenbarger. She played 36 minutes, scored 24 points, off of 8 of 16 shooting from the field, 2 of 7 from the three-point line, and 6 of 7 from the free-throw line, adding in 6 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 block. So this is a freshman that continues game in and game out to improve and also show how talented she is. I believe she got awarded Freshman of the Week again, and this is, I believe, her third or fourth time being awarded that honor. So there's some talent there that, is continually developing under Coach Neighbors, and this team is going to keep rolling uh, along with Sailor and several of other of these players that are on this team. And then we'll jump over and talk about the Arkansas men's basketball game versus Alabama tonight, which, as I'm recording this after the game, um, this was a tough game where Arkansas fell in this matchup 84-69. to this game was a very close game, back and forth all night long. You know, a very packed house in Bud Walton 
where, you know, you could tell the crowd was intense and the crowd was there backing up this team tonight. You know, I watched this game from home and could tell that the crowd was there in full force just from the intensity I could hear from the TV. So leading the way for in scoring tonight for the Hogs was Jalen Graham and Devo Davis tying with 16 points, followed by Ricky Council with 15 points and Makai Mitchell with 10 points. It's got to be noted in this game, you know, we, we went with a little bit of a different starting lineup tonight going with more size and height compared to in the past where instead of um, – Ricky Council starting the game, he came off the bench, and we started both Mitchell twins. So Makai and Mikael Mitchell both started just to help try to combat some of that length and height and athleticism that Bama came in with. And I think this is a game where you can tell Arkansas definitely missed having Trevor in Brazil on the court. And I think this probably could have been a totally different matchup with Trevor in Brazil, but that's one team that one thing this team has to do is they've got to create the new identity um, and how this offense is going to run without Trevor in Brazil since he's out for the season. I think we saw a little bit of this in this game tonight as midway through the first half, we we started moving the ball better, having better cuts, seeing lanes open up, and being able to feed the ball to open guys that could score down low. And then when you look at rebounding against this big Bama team, Devo Davis led the team in rebounding with 10, followed by Jalen Graham and Makai Mitchell and Anthony Black, all with five rebounds. And then our shooting percentage in this game was a lot better than the previous game. Um, it, that has to definitely be stated that it, even though the, the score seemed a little bit lopsided, this was a closer game than that. That shows you um, Bama went on a run late in this game where they hit three consecutive threes all back to back to back that kind of pushed it almost out of reach for Arkansas. But in this game, the team shot 42.6% from the field going 26 of 61. And then they also shot 20% from the three point range going two of 10 and 65.2% from the free throw line. So we shot a lot better from the free throw line this game, still about the same in three point, shooting from the three-point line. Um, we're still struggling there. We hit two in this game, both from Devo Davis. So, you know, a guy that typically has not great three-point shooting, I, I believe he comes in averaging around 19%, but it seems to never fail in the big games that he can come out and hit some clutch shots. And, and he did that, but we needed some other guys to step up, and I think we've got to find ways to get Joseph Pinion involved more. And I think it will definitely help as Nick Smith gets back in the rotation and this game. Um, and I mentioned we didn't shoot a lot better from the free throw line where we went 15 of 23. So only missing eight in this game, which is still a lot to miss, but it's a lot better than the previous game. But this was, again, like I said, a tough chippy matchup where both teams were playing hard and wanting to win this game. And I think Bama needs to find themselves lucky that they won this game because not many teams can come into Bud Walton and get the win against a tough Arkansas team. And like I mentioned, we'll talk some about Nick Smith Jr. So I believe he is going to be back at the beginning of February. He is out through the end of the month. Coach Muss said that in his press conference earlier in this week that 
he was for sure going to be out the rest of this month. Um, as far as I know, I believe he is out in California rehabbing his knee with a specialist. I'm not 100% sure he may or may not have had a small procedure or a scope on that knee, which typically will have a two-week recovery time. So that's something that, you know, maybe that helps his knee out. He gets recovered from that, and he'll be good to go for the rest of the season as we make a push down the stretch to get back in competitiveness in SEC play and maybe make a push to finish top three in the SEC as, you know, the top two teams right now are going to be Bama and Tennessee. Kentucky is struggling and honestly spiraling right now, and I don't know what is going on with them. There's a lot of rumors out there that Coach Cal could be already halfway out the door getting ready to take over the job in Texas. But who knows? But they are struggling right now. We watched them lose to a South Carolina team last night after that South Carolina team got beat by 42 um, by Tennessee the previous Saturday. So there's several things to watch out for over the next few weeks. You know, we want to see Arkansas get back on track as we have some more SEC matchups down the stretch. I believe we go to Vanderbilt this weekend, and that'll definitely be a get-right game. We need to get back in the win column in the SEC um, and on the season in general. So that's something that... As this team continues to develop without Trevor and Brazil, and if we can just you know get a few more wins this the rest of this month while we're trying to uh, get Nick Smith Jr. back and have that all-star trio of freshmen between Black and Walsh and Smith Jr. back, that'll definitely really help. That way they're all healthy and ready to go by the time we get ready for tournament time here in a couple months. Um so that's something that we we got to keep looking forward to is knowing that Nick Smith Jr. is going to be back. So we got to just hold down the ship until he gets back and um, hopefully get a couple more wins and throughout the rest of conference play through the month of January. So now we'll move on to some Arkansas gymnastics news. So Arkansas kicked off their gymnastics season last this past week as they took on Nebraska. Arkansas won this gymnastics matchup 196.225 to 195, where Arkansas outscored Nebraska on the vault 48.950 to 48.850. Arkansas also outscored Nebraska on the bars 49.1 to 48.7. And then Nebraska outscored Arkansas on the beam 49.1 to 49.025. So that was a very close set where Nebraska edged out Arkansas barely on the beam to take the victory in that category. And then Arkansas finished out the night with by outscoring Nebraska on the floor competition, 49.15 to 48.350. I'll tell you, if you haven't gotten a chance to see this Arkansas gymnastics team, you need to go check it out. They've got an awesome coach in Jordan Weber, who is a former Olympian herself, so um, she knows what she's doing and how to compete at a high level, and she's got this Arkansas gymnastics team in a great spot. I believe they're ranked eighth right now in, in college gymnastics, and they've got a big matchup coming this weekend as they take on Alabama on January 13th. And then that brings us to talking about some upcoming events as you know we're starting to get 
a little bit more busier with Arkansas sports as several other different sports are starting to get kicked off again. Um, like I said, we have Arkansas men's and women's track and field both getting kicked off as the Arkansas Invitational will be this weekend on January 13th for both the men's and women's track and field team. Um, this is one, you know, our Arkansas track and field team, both men's and women's are going to be good every year. You know, this is a dynasty that they have where, you know, if you, if you want to go somewhere to run track, Arkansas automatically jumps to the top of that list. And then, as I mentioned, you have Arkansas gymnastics versus Alabama as well on January 13th. So a lot going on on the 13th and, um, Hopefully Arkansas can come out and get the win versus Alabama. And then you have Arkansas swimming and diving versus Little Rock on January the 14th. So that's getting kicked off. And then we're also kicking off Arkansas tennis where Arkansas men's tennis is going to be taking on San Diego State on the 14th. And our Arkansas women's tennis will be taking on University of California, San Diego on January 14th as well. And then to top it off, you also have Arkansas men's basketball playing Vanderbilt on January 14th as well. So a jam-packed Saturday full of Arkansas sports um, that, you know, try to tune in and catch as many as you can. Um, we'll try to keep up as quick as I can, and as much as that's going on, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then rounding off next week's slate before next week's episode, you have Arkansas women's basketball versus Vanderbilt as well on January the 16th. So a lot going on in the next few days and over the weekend for Arkansas sports. Um, I know our Arkansas women's softball team just kicked off their um, fall kind of spring practice where they're getting ready for the season. And so as baseball, we're about 40-something days out from baseball season where, you know, this is going to be another talented Arkansas baseball team that's going to be looking to make the run to Omaha and compete there for a national championship. So a lot of positives and a lot of things that are in the right direction for Arkansas. If our men's basketball can get things kind of in the right direction, I think, you know, we'll be fine. And I, and I have complete confidence in Musk that he is going to get this team on back on track and ready to go for tournament time you know there's a lot of people out there adding must to the list of potential coaches that could take over for texas or um for any other openings that's that's rumored every year whenever coaches leave big time jobs must's name is always top of the list and i think that kind of shows you what arkansas has in coach must and that's why we need to continue to as we have success with him you know give him the money he deserves you know, he keeps bringing in these top recruits, and I believe, you know, he's he's got his championship window opened up to where he's got this Arkansas program competing at a high, high level year in and year out, you know, especially having two back-to-back elite eights. And I think this year, you know, par any disastrous things happening, you know, you could see a third elite eight, hopefully further than that. But I think that's going to depend on this team, you know, re-identifying ourselves with, you know, the loss of a couple players and, you know, trying to find, you know, a deep shot threat that can come in and consistently spread out the defense that way it opens up the the post play. 
And then we'll also talk about, I think, you know, Arkansas has a good chance of getting a flip out of Ron Holland. So if you haven't heard by now, Texas fired Chris Beard after the lawsuit that came up. And so they fired him and part of his contract was with cause. And that, that includes not necessarily being convicted of the charge that came against him, but the fact that he did get charged with a crime that is a felony. So, you know, he's out at Texas. So I think that might open up the door for Arkansas to come in and get a flip out of uh, Ron Holland, who was down to choosing between Arkansas and Texas back in early signing period. Um, he has signed with Texas, so I think you know he should have no problem getting a release from his letter of intent. I know that's a big legal thing where when a coach is fired or let go, that commits can be asked to be released from their letter of intent to play for the school. So a lot of people are thinking, depending on – what happens with the rest of Texas this season and who they bring in to replace Beard as the new head coach, whether that be Coach Cal, their current on-staff assistant head coach that's the interim head coach, or somebody else. But I think Arkansas has a good chance to get him to come over, especially with uh, the relationship he has established with Coach Muss. Um, there's rumblings and rumorings that he is going to – Flip. I saw some brief articles today that were talking about that he, maybe he has already asked for his release, so that's something we'll have to keep out an eye out for in the next coming weeks. On is that something that has actually happened, and we'll see him get released and flip over and sign with Arkansas. That would be a big get for Arkansas and their next year's class. As you know, we've got two commits right now with Bayfall and Layden Blocker and adding Ron Holland on to that along with whatever transfers Coach Muss is going to go after in the portal next season. But um, So that's something that we'll keep our eye out and I'll keep you up to date as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, your Woopig Weekly Podcast is now going to be part of Variety Sports Network Collegiate, which is a part of the Variety Sports Network. So go give them a follow on Twitter. You can find them through the link in my bio or at VSN Collegiate on Twitter. They are a great new um, network that we had the opportunity to get to join uh, through the buyout of Southern Boy Sports podcast network like i said in the beginning it's a great new opportunity for the brand for Woopig weekly to keep growing um and for us to be able to bring you better content and just more arkansas news as much as we can and i'm your host caleb shepherd and i appreciate you for listening to today's episode of the Woopig weekly podcast